Hello and welcome to another episode of Went to Mo Kings Meadow. I'm your host Dean and unlike the team, our fixture is not cancelled and we're doing one final shift before the Christmas break. On the show this week we'll take a look at Chelsea's 3-0 win over Benfica in the second leg of their UEFA Champions League tie in part one. In part two we celebrate Drew Spence becoming the first player in the WSL era to reach 200 appearances for the club. And in part three, we round up all the latest news from Kings Meadow, read out your emails, and also celebrate 2020 finally coming to an end with your highlights of a rather unusual year. This is episode six of Went to Mo Kings Meadow entitled Rolling into Christmas. Now, as we're just getting started out, we need your help to spread the word and let people know that there's a podcast all about our wonderful women's team, and it's called Went to Mo Kings Meadow, available from the Chelsea Fancast platform. So if you enjoyed this episode, tag us in a tweet, share us on Instagram, or leave a review on Apple Podcasts as it helps more sports find the show. We'd really appreciate the support. Now joining me this week, as ever, is my wonderful co-host Jane. Jane, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, thank you. Gutted we couldn't be at any games this week. I was really looking forward to the both of them. But obviously the circumstances. You shouldn't have gloated so much that I couldn't go and then get struck down. <laughs> So that's all your fault this week. It's not the best. Let's get to it, shall we? Um, Last Wednesday, saw Chelsea cruise into the last 16 of the Champions League with a 3-0 win over Benfica, which gave them an 8-0 aggregate victory. Um, Jane, run us through the lineup and those all-important stats. So Chelsea lined up in a 4-4-2 formation. Carly Telford in goal, Hannah Blundell, Millie Bright, Sophie Ingle and Jess Carter in defence. Neve Charles, Aaron Cuthbert, Jess Fleming and Guru Brighton in midfield with Sam Kerr and Bethany England up front. Emma Hayes used four of her five available subs. Magda Eriksson replaced Millie Bright at half-time. Peniel Harder and Fran Kirby came on for Cuthbert and Kerr in the 67th minute and Drew Spence replaced Hannah Bundle with 15 minutes left to play. That left Berger, Orman, Torres Dottier, Mielda, Anderson and Leupold as the unused subs. Stats-wise, Chelsea dominated the game, having 27 shots, nine on target compared to Benfica's one shot, one on target. Chelsea had eight corners, Benfica had zero. Six offsides, Benfica just one, and Chelsea committed nine fouls with zero yellows with Benfica's Benfica receiving two yellows from their eight fouls. So we said last week, Jane, that we expected some changes. Um, what was your thoughts on that lineup that Emma picked for the game? I think she had a good. She picked a good start in eleven. It was great to see Carly starting. Not that she did much in the game, but it's better. It's better than sitting on the bench. And it was nice to see Jess and Hannah back in the starting eleven. Hannah's been out injured for a few. I think since the beginning of the season now. So it was great to see her back as well. Yeah, I said last week that I thought that Emma would sort of leave three or four of the stars on and look to bring them off, um, which she did. Do you think she got the mix of the regulars and the sort of squad players sort of spot on? I think she done well with who she rotated like on and off and obviously for Neve Charles and Jess Fleming to have the opportunity to play in a Champions League game. Obviously, we was meant to be having a game at the weekend, so I think she was like maybe resting a couple of her players so they were ready and fit for the weekend. That's like that's why like the likes of Mielda was benched for the whole game. Yeah, obviously, um, 
the game at Tottenham postponed this weekend. So even more rest for some of the players, which I think they sort of need at this time of year. Um, let's run through the three goals now. Um, in the 28th minute, Bethany England gave Chelsea the lead. Now, in the first leg, I was quite generous saying that she meant the dummy for Kirby's opener. Jane, did she mean this or was it a cross? It's like I said to mum, I really don't know. I think it was a cross. I think she aimed it as a cross, but like it just went in. So I'm going to go cross. You just hate Bethany England. You left her out your perfect four the other week. You didn't give her the dummy. I'll give her the goal as well. You know, left foot. I don't, I don't hate her. I just do think she was crossing it in. I think she's just like, you put it into an area, see where it goes. Um, fooled the goalkeeper. So, you know, we'll give it to her. We'll give it to Beth. Yeah, I'm glad she got the goal. Yeah. Um, in the 64th minute, Sam Kerr doubled our lead, assist Queen Guru Wrighton with a sublime through ball, and Kerr does not miss those, finishing it off with a slide and a roll. Um, Jane, another assist for Wrighton. Should she be starting? And if so, who misses out in this team? It's, it's a tough one. Like, she's like such a good player, and she's had, I think, like four or five assists now in the last couple of games. So she does deserve to start, but then you've got like other players that also deserve to start. So it's like, oh, I'd hate, I'd hate to be Emma Hayes to choose to start in eleven each game. Yeah, I think from what I've seen of the team, they sort of struggled a bit with their rhythm and you know finding the right balance. And maybe that's because you know someone like Wrighton's not in the team, and we're trying to fit so many players in to that attacking set up to sort of get the best out of the best players that we've got. I mean, it's just not quite clicking, so to speak, even though we're still winning. Yeah, like you said, wouldn't like to be Emma Hayes in that sense. But, you know, a good problem to have, better than being the other way around and having nobody to pick. Um, in stoppage time, Bethany England added a third goal back here in home after Kirby's cross seemed to just get stuck under her feet. Um, this meant that Chelsea ran out comfortable 3-0 winners over Benfica. Jane, who impressed you from this much changed side to, in the game? I think well, it's a tough one. Like obviously, Beth scored a couple of goals, so I'm glad she's back scoring. As you can tell, like in games that she's had their misses, she's like so gutted that she's not actually scored. So it was great to see her scoring again. And like I think, I think all the players played quite well like the team like Benfica is not the hardest of teams as we've realised over these two games so it was they didn't have to put too much work in so it was quite easy yeah for me of the players that don't really get a, a game you know Neem Charles I thought was really good uh, Carter as well I thought she had a good game of the, the regulars, you know, when Magda came on after half time, she was sort of everywhere, sort of really putting her foot in, getting involved, getting in a few tussles. Um, right, and of course, as we mentioned, but for, for me, the standout for me was, was Erin Copper in midfield, and her energy was infectious. Uh, really impressed me in the midfield role, actually, and I think that's an area we struggled with. And she looked, you know, really good there and got on the ball well. That may be something that Emma would look at in a, in a league game. She didn't feature, though, in the Chelsea Women's Supporters Group Player of the Match poll, did she? 
No, she didn't. They went with Neve Charles, Beth England, Sophie Ingle, Ingle and Guru Wrighton as their four options. England won with 39% of the vote, Wrighton second with 36, Charles third with 23, and Ingle just receiving 2% of the vote. So it was quite tight between Beth and Guru. Yeah, I was only three percent in it. Yeah, I was surprised that England won that. Really, I know she scored two goals, but she did um, miss a few chances in the game, and you know to get more assists and Wrighton really did do well on the left hand side. Anyway, one moment in the game I really wanted to talk about is something that I wrote down straight away, and that was in the sixty seventh minute. Chelsea were two 0 up at the time, so it's seven 0 on aggregate. There's no coming back for Benfica. The game's done. Let's just pack up now, go home. Emma turned to the bench, looked at the players available and said, I know what this game needs. Uh, the best player in the world and Chelsea's all-time record goal scorer, Peniel Harder and Frank Kirby. That's just an insane substitution, isn't it? Yeah, it's like bringing on them two players both at the same time. It's just brilliant. I think if I played for Benfica, I would have just walked off the pitch. Like, no, that's <laughs> enough. I'm done. Seven no more. Enough. I'm done. No more. Can't take it. Let's go home. It's too cold here. <laughs> now, I want to talk about two of the regulars that started this game, England and Kerr, both in great form. Jane, we're really starting to see the best of Kerr now, aren't we? Oh, yeah, definitely. She This season, she's like showing how well she can play. Like She's had so much hate at the beginning of this season with like goals that she's missed. But everyone misses a goal. Everyone has a bad day. Like, there's not much you can do about it, but the games recently, she's been like on top form. She obviously scored the hat trick, and now like scoring again and again. She's she's on her mission. Yeah, and having sort of players like Harder in England and uh, Joe Cuthbert and everyone else that plays in that attacking sort of roles, you really do need to um, to prove yourself every week. Otherwise, you could find yourself on the sidelines and. I know she did get a bit of stick at the start of the season, but it's great to see her scoring goals. And with Beth, you know, she's just a striker's striker. For her, it's all about scoring and she's doing just that. You know, I did say she missed a few chances the other night, but she still found the net twice. She didn't let those misses affect her confidence. Just how big is Emma's selection headache in the new year when she comes to pick the first team? It's going to be... It's a tough one where we have got so many like world-class players and so many players that are on their best form at the minute. It's just tough who you're going to start and then who you're going to bench. And then like obviously players are going to get upset that they're not starting. But with the amount of games we've got, obviously Continental Cup fixtures and Champions League, everyone's going to get a chance to start a game. Yeah, so as we said, Chelsea into the last 16. Uh, Jane, when's the draw for that one? Um, the draw for the next round takes place in mid-February with the tyres taking place in March. From the UK perspective, Man City are also through, winning 5-1 on aggregate against Gothenburg. But Glasgow City are out, losing 3-1 on aggregate to Sparta Prague. Yeah, so well done to Manchester City. You know, We do want the English teams to, to progress, but not to beat us in any way, shape or form. Uh, commiserations to Glasgow City. Um, Better luck next year is all we can say about that. Um, that's it for part one. Uh, join us again after the break for part two. Well, welcome back to part two of Went to Mo Kings Meadow. Um, now, in that victory against Benfica we spoke about in part one, something very special happened with Drew Spence coming onto the pitch for her 200th appearance for Chelsea, the most by any player in the WSL era. 
Now, I did some research on Drew, and I must say I was blown away by what she's achieved in this team in the 11 years that she's been at the club. Most of it came in before the team sort of became professional. Though she pl- she worked in a shop playing for the playing football, and they only trained twice a week. She had a lot of natural ability, but maybe not the work ethic based on um, the upbringing in football. She missed a penalty in the 2012 FA Cup final, lost to Birmingham. But she's achieved a lot as well. She scored the first ever goal at Kings Meadow. She scored a title-winning goal in 2018. She scored the first Champions League goal at Kings Meadow. Only Bethany England scored more goals in her last year. And she's got you know, a lot of honours in the game. Four WSL titles in 2015, 2017, 2018 and 2020. Two FA Cups in 2015 and 2018. And the Conti Cup win in 2020. Now, the story of you know leaving the amateur side of the game behind and becoming a professional is, is really interesting. And there's some quotes from Drew and Emma on... Uh, a meeting between the two um, Drew, Drew said that um, she got told off massively and basically cried for an hour and to expand on that story Emma went a bit further into the detail of that she said I wouldn't let her leave the room until she heard me but it was a huge wake up call for her and she responded in the right way she responds well to me and I feel like a parent to her I care about her deeply and we've been through a fair bit together in the time we spent at this club. I've got nothing but good things to say about her. I absolutely adore her. Which is um, you know, a lovely thing to hear from your manager. Jane, what's your sort of memories on Drew and thoughts of her in this team? I think to be at a club for 11 years is like she's done so well. She was at Fulham, the women's team at Fulham before she joined Chelsea 11 years ago and what she's achieved like all the trophies she's won with the team and just to stick out for a club for so long obviously she doesn't always get on the starting 11 so to have faith in the team and want to stay longer means like the club really does mean something to her yeah absolutely we've got some comments from some friends of the show about um, Drew yep I've got some from the supporters group. Danny said her best memory would probably probably be the goal versus Bayern Munich at Kings Meadow. Um, Wendy Chapel said, I think Drew being recognised for her 10 years at the club was special to see her get a guard of honour and to wear the captain's armband was good to see. Louise Bradshaw, Drew has to be Drew has to be her scoring in Champions League campaign. She has scored some cracking goals, but by but the Bayern Munich goal was a good one. Ella Watt, my first Chelsea home game in January 2019. She came over at the end to talk to me and talked to me for about 15 minutes. It made me so happy that they all take time for the fans and that Drew checks in with me every now and again to see how I am doing. She's such a special person and has made a huge impact on my life. I'm so glad to get to call her my friend. Kerry Evans will never forget when Drew gave me her shirt at the last game of the season at Reading away. Um, Hannah said, oh no, sorry, not Hannah. Um, Adi Proud off Twitter said, I once accounted 
drew in Cobb and Waitrose while she was shopping. She was the most, con- I don't know how to pronounce that word, sorry. <laughs> and put up with the gibbering idiot of an old Chelsea fan. She was delightful, pol- delightfully polite and patient while I took up her time. And I've always been impressed by Drew. Well done. That is all the memories of Drew. Yeah, some some lovely memories of Drew, and she's a really special player in the team. And sort of, for me, the best way to finish this sort of segment on on Drew was to read a quote from Emma again about her, and she says, "Her dedication, desire, and commitment to achieve for Chelsea has been relentless since I've been here." She's been at the forefront of taking us from the semi-pro slash amateur era into the professional era. And she's an integral part of the group. I've watched her grow and develop as a person. We have a fantastic relationship. We've watched the team come through all levels and she's been at the heart of that. She is really a wonderful person and I've got so much love for Drew. And, you know, I'm sure we both echo, you know, those words as well from Emma. So, uh, Drew, congratulations on, on 200 and... So hopefully we'll have some 200 plus in the future as well. Um, That's it for part two. Uh, Join us after this short break when we'll get through your emails and your 2020 highlights as well. Welcome back to part three of Went to Mo Kings Meadow. Now, Jane, it's been a very busy week in the world of Chelsea women, hasn't it? Yep, it has. We've recently had the FIFA Best Awards in which Emma Hayes was up for coach of the year she unfortunately missed out to the next England manager, Serena Weigman. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I pronounced that right, but we're going to go with it. Peniel Harder was up for Player of the Year, but she missed out to Lucy Bronze. Berger and Ingle both missed out on the final shortlist in the Goalkeeper of the Year and the Pukas Award. However, we did have Millie Bright and Peniel Harder in the FIFA Pro World Team of the Year. Also this week, we learned that Manchester City will be our next opponent in the Conti Cup. Yeah, the, the FIFA awards are an absolute joke. You know, how a national team coach sort of wins it with no hardly playing any games. And, you know, I know Lucy won the Champions League with Lyon. But as a, as a right back to be the best player in the world, you know... I think it was Gary Neville that once said, nobody grows up one to be a right back. But, you know, congratulations to Millie and Peniel on, on making that team of the year. Uh, well deserved for those two. Uh, and the Conti Cup, I just want to say on that, it's, it's winner takes all, isn't it, Jane? You know, whoever gets through this tie should win this competition. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one. Obviously, we wouldn't, we didn't want to draw Man City and to make it Man City away as well, that makes it even worse we don't always have the best results away at Man City but hopefully next year we'll be able to turn things around beat them and retain the Conti Cup trophy Yeah they wouldn't have wanted to draw us either you know let's not um, make any mistakes about that we're the one team that everyone wants to avoid as well um, Also this week we've signed a new goalkeeper Yep yeah, we signed 24 year old Swedish goalkeeper Zakira Musevic she signed on a two-and-a-half deal from FC Rosengard. This signing felt like it came out of the blue, but actually Emma Hayes said they first spotted her four years ago and they've been watching her ever since. 
Zakira said, it's a big honour to be representing one of the biggest clubs in the world. The women's game is developing fast, especially in England, and Chelsea's one of the top teams that are driving that process forward. I'm always striving to be the best, and therefore I'm happy to be joining one of the best. I cannot wait to continue my journey in London and hopefully help the club reach even greater heights in the future. Emma Hayes said of the deal, we are confident she fits the profile of a Chelsea goalkeeper will. Well, Zakira will join up with the team after the 1st of January. Yeah, interesting um, Interesting signing. It's interesting to see what happens with you know, Telford or Ormond as well after so she joins up with the team. Because she's going to be yeah. challenging you know, Berger to, to be number one. And she sounds like uh, a good goalkeeper. And if the club sort of have been spot, um, watching her for so long, then getting her when they seem quite settled in that department shows you know, the quality that she's got. And we're, we're It'll be interesting on... to see Sorry, what yeah. happens because uh, where we've got Berger, we've got Telford. Telford's contract does run out next summer. So who knows what could happen there. And obviously Emily Orman coming through from the youth team. So it's going to be interesting to see what actually happens between the goalkeepers. Yeah, it's good to have, you know, quality in every department, but, you know, top players want to play and, you know, Emma's going to have a job keeping her goalkeepers happy now as well as her strikers. The other good news is that her name sounds a bit like Shakira. So we're working on the song, Shakira, Shakira. Um, <laughs> we'll keep you informed of how that one develops over time. Um, I'm sure Jane will come up with some more lyrics to my intro there. <laughs> now, there's been one more thing in the news from Chelsea this week and it's something that I wanted to talk about on the show um, Emma Hayes wants us to support someone else um, this campaign is with our sponsors free in association, in association sorry, with Time to Change their mental health charity people this year um, have struggled and it's been tough for everyone and while Christmas is a happy time for some for others it can be incredibly difficult people may be struggling with their mental health and can often feel isolated and alone Think about who this might be in your life, your dad who lives on his own, your friend that's gone quiet on the group chat, your teammate that doesn't see themselves. This Christmas, you can make a difference by supporting someone else. You know, this campaign is you know, fantastic for the club to run and you know, the message you know, is very clear. You know, reach out to somebody else this, this Christmas. It's difficult for everybody. You know, those in London and the South East now in Tier 4 can't celebrate with their family or friends. No, so just do as do as Emma says, you know, just over this Christmas period, support someone else, make sure your friend's okay, just send that message or make that phone call. Now, we've time for the emails, you know, let's move on. We've got a cracker this week from Chris Knoll. Um, over to you, Jane. Hi, Jane. I've especially really enjoyed listening to your podcast, especially as we're all missing both our beloved blues and each other. Here are my two items for your latest adventure. Drew Spence. Drew joined us from Fulham Youth as a 16-year-old in the summer of 2008. Apart from the odd appearance in our reserve team, her only run out came in an FA Cup third round tie against Rotherham United Ladies on the 4th of January. At a sub-zero in Bacall. Steve Jones, our then manager, gave Drew a slot on the subs bench. The tie was somewhat one-sided with the Blues eventually winning 9-1 with any Luco and a certain Casey Stoney on the score sheet. 
After 70 minutes, Chelsea made three substitutions, one of them being Drew, who came on for her debut in place of Dizzy Edwards. She was incredibly nervous, as I found out afterwards, to even be on the bench for the game. Drew strolled around the park as if she already had a number of games under her belt. Slick passes, a couple of crunching tackles, and plenty of enthusiasm on the show. With one, the fairy tale debut was complete. She picked, she played a pick one two with Dooney Susie on the edge of the Rotherham box and planted a low left foot shot into the back of the net. To say Drew looked stunned was an understatement. I spoke to her after the game and apparently she'd already booked tickets for an afternoon out that day and was not expecting to be in the matchday squad. It is one of the many enjoyable moments I have experienced at Imbercourt in the four years we spent there. The main surprise about the first experience was it was the only one that season. Although at the time the club was not producing programmes for the games, I had a team sheet for the, from the fixture, one of my prized possessions. Conti Cup triumph. The Conti Cup initially came into being back in 2011. Originally, it was known as the Premier League Cup, played on a simple knockout basis. The nearest we got to processing in the competition was a quarter-final place on a couple of occasions. Our first venture in the newly named competition ended in a 4-0 home defeat to Everton at Imperial Fields. Up to last season, it was always a case of nearly but not quite good enough. So when we finally made the semi-final and a trip to Manchester, I thought, could this finally be our year? After overcoming the Reds, Nottingham awaited us on a cold February evening. Could we grab that one piece of domestic silverware missing from our history? I know I'm normally quite laid back when you see me, but inside me on that day was a bag of nerves. I just wanted to get to the ground do this as they say. For those schools, I just had this feeling that Arsenal would equalise at some point. My heart sank when that happened, but there were still a few minutes left. When Beth planted her shot into the back of the net, I nearly ended up in the front row of me, in front of me, when I was jumping with sheer elation. The final whistle blew and instead of hugging the nearest supporter near me, I simply welled up and shed a quite a lot of tears. We had finally won the trophy. I had just started watching back in 2003. A day never to be forgotten for all Lady Blue fans. Thanks Jane once again for all your efforts in producing these for us. Take care Chris. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Um, you know, great memories of Drew, especially in those early days um, at Ember Court. And, you know, the Conti Cup, as you speak about there, your highlight of 2020 sort of leads us into our next segment of, you know, highlights of the year. You know, as we said in sort of the news bit about supporting someone else, 2020 has been, you know, a really tough year. So I thought it'd be nice to share highlights from the fans of, of their year following the team. I'm sure that game is getting to get a lot of mentions um, Jane, uh, personally for me, I'll just get mine out there first. It's been you know starting this podcast with yourself and being welcomed into the Chelsea women's community um, so well. You know everyone on on the Facebook page and responds to the tweets and you know, shares our work and sends emails in. You know it's just been it's been brilliant and hopefully 2021 means that we can all meet at, at Kings Meadow again. Um, Jane, how about you? What's been your highlight of the year and what have our supporters' highlights been as well? I think, for me, I think it is the Conti Cup final. Obviously, it was the last game we all got to go to before 
lockdown happened and it was just to win a trophy as well obviously to and to beat Arsenal beating Arsenal was obviously great but to win the trophy for the Conti Cup for the first time was amazing and obviously starting this podcast as well didn't expect to get like the support we have done so we're like so grateful for it some of the supporters memories uh, Danny said the best moment for me of 2020 the Conti Cup final as hard to imagine as that is it was actually this year Sonia seeing as most of us was seeing as for most of us the last live game we saw was the Conti Cup we won it for the first time and are now holders the draw is this afternoon for the next round you could do memories achieving 2021 will be a great year uh, Lee Nicholas being able to watch the West Ham game after the lockdown and hearing the singing group sing live again Vicky Paul the Conti Cup final and also the stressful but great 3-3 draw at City just before we went into lockdown it was also amazing to be back up back watching at King's Meadow against West Ham Grace best memory of 2020 beating West Ham 8-0 at King's Meadow Kerry Evans my two favourite moments, Conti Cup win, but also beating Arsenal 4-1 away. Took over Meadow Park and the atmosphere was fire. Louise Bradshaw got to be the Conti Cup final when Beth scored a last-minute winner and jumping on Kerry. And winning against Arsenal 4-1 as well. Was so nervous at the start, but soon didn't realise I had to be. Toby, favourite memory, got to say, I'm stuck between Conti Cup and City away. Although got to mention how great the golf days were out with the group. One of my highlights of this strange year is the first game back at King's Meadow was also a good one. Wendy Chapel, I have three favourite moments from this season. Beating Arsenal 4-1 at Meadow Park, a 3-3 draw at Man City and it has to be the Conti Cup final. With that last minute goal to win, it was just magical to see. Um, Hannah said, highlight is definitely winning the Conti Cup. Coldest I've ever been, but amazing performance. Yeah, some some lovely memories, and hopefully it reminds everyone that you know this year wasn't all bad. You know, we won two trophies um, in 2020. Hopefully, more to come in 2021. Uh, if you want to be like Chris and send in emails of of great quality, you can do. Um, get in touch at wenttomokingsmeadow at gmail dot com. We will read them out on the show. Um, we won't edit them because Chris wrote, "Thank you, Jane, for all your efforts." You know, Chris, she does absolutely nothing. Just want to say that on, on air, get that recorded. Nor do I, to be fair. Um, thanks to Chidge. But no, yeah, send your emails in. We'll read them out. You know, they're a great part of the show. And I'm afraid to say that is all we've got time for this week and this year, as we'll be taking a short break along with the football over the festive period. Um, from Jane and myself, a big thank you to everyone who's listened so far, shared the show online, given us shout outs on your own podcast. Engage with us via email and social media. We'll be back in the new year, starting with a special episode all about Chelsea Pride. We hope everyone has a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Fingers crossed 2021 is when we can all get together again at King's Meadow and I can finally attend the game. Jane, as always, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Enjoy your time off. Um, have a great Christmas. I hope you can celebrate your 18th in some way. I know everything is sharp. Maybe you have to build your own bar or something like that, or you know, just drink in your room by yourself. You know, just do drink, what you got to do. Drink in my room, have a party by myself. Yeah, well, 
some people do that now anyway you know, before lockdown <laughs> so swings and roundabouts yeah. enjoy your time off i'll speak to you in the new year thank you enjoy your time off too i shall uh, remember you can email us on went to gmail.com we'd love to hear from you and all your emails do get read out um, you can also follow us on twitter at mokingsmeadow me at dean mears jane at jane chapel x you can also follow us on instagram at went to mokingsmeadow until next time chelsea fans from king's meadow to wembley keep the blue flag flying high Das Leben kann hektisch sein. Warum nicht dem Alltag entfliehen und in die magische Welt von Evermerge eintauchen? Evermerge ist ein magisches Land, das mit jeder Entdeckung größer und besser wird. Werde ein Merge Master. Baue und sammle einzigartige Gegenstände oder verschönere deine eigene wundersame Welt. Im Land von Evermerge gibt es immer etwas zu tun. Evermerge. Jetzt kostenlos im App Store herunterladen.